Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Adrenal Fatigue Podcast with your hosts, Danielle Zeese and Angela Rocchio. Balancing your hormones and overcoming adrenal issues can feel really complicated. Our mission is to break it all down in a simple way and offer you realistic solutions so you can get back to living the vibrant life that you deserve. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Adrenal Fatigue Podcast. It's Danielle and Angela here today. And today we are so excited to have on the show for the very first time, Dr. Michael Platt. And today we're going to be talking about adrenaline dominance and its connection to so many of the common symptoms we hear about from our burnt out community. Often when we talk about adrenal fatigue, we talk about it in reference to cortisol, the notorious stress hormone. And because adrenal fatigue isn't necessarily medically defined, when we say adrenal fatigue, we just want to remind you kind of what we're talking about. And we do have a podcast episode dedicated directly to this conversation. So check out episode two, if you are wondering like, what is adrenal fatigue? What is it as a technicality? What are these girls talking about? Episode two is where we break that down in details listed in the show notes, but essentially in a nutshell, we're referring to burnout from stress in any capacity. So if you don't feel like you're thriving in your body and stress is getting you down in some shape or form and to feel like you don't have energy, that's what we're talking about. Um, and so generally speaking, we use testing in our practice to look at cortisol levels throughout the day. And we talk about cortisol all the time, but we're not necessarily talking about adrenaline or looking into adre- what's going on with our adrenaline levels. So this is why this conversation with Dr. Michael Platt is going to be so interesting today. And just a reminder that what we're sharing today is not medical advice. We are merely sharing information that has been helpful to us or helpful to our guests and want to share that with you. So before implementing anything that you may hear on the podcast, we always strongly recommend that you consult with your practitioner, consult with your doctor, just to make sure that that is the best approach and safe for you and your unique biochemistry. So before we jump into the episode, Angela is going to tell us a little bit about Dr. Michael. Dr. Michael is board certified in internal medicine and president of Platt Wellness Center and one of the most well-known specialists in natural hormone uh, replacement, successfully treating thousands of patients all over the world. Michael is also a well-renowned author with his book, Adrenaline Dominance, being the only book ever written that explores how excess adrenaline affects our body. Michael has also written other books like The Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones. In 1995, Dr. Michael opened a clinic in Palm Desert, California, where he began employing his Platt Protocol, a natural approach to hormone balance and wellness. And in 1997, the Platt Wellness Center became a leader in the research and advancement of therapeutic use of progesterone cream, as well as other bioidentical hormones. Yeah, so we're so excited to have you here to have this conversation today, Dr. Michael. Thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure. So we'd love to just start with the basics and maybe for our audience, if you could just give us a quick refresher about adrenaline and just if we could chat a little bit about how it's different from cortisol. Okay. Well, adrenaline is both a hormone as well as a neurotransmitter. And, um, and what's, and when, when people have a lot of adrenaline and we'll go into that, uh, it actually creates stress to the body. And the body responds to stress by putting out another hormone called cortisol. And again, now cortisol is not a happy hormone. You know, it, uh, it's not good for the immune system. It creates fat because it raises sugar levels and um, it can cause osteoporosis. So again, um, <clears throat> it, it, it's not acceptable for people to have lots of cortisol and it's not acceptable for them to have lots of adrenaline. You know, they're, you know, uh, they're both, uh, like I say, unhappy hormones. On that note, are the two hormones, are they generally released together or could they be, be um, released separately? I'm just thinking like, you know, if um, we're looking at like a Dutch test and we see that cortisol is high, like would the adrenaline be high as well kind of thing? 
Well, basically, the only thing that raises cortisol levels is is excess adrenaline. So, so the answer to your question is yes. Adrenaline will always be high when cortisol is high. Now, keep in mind that adrenaline peaks at two thirty in the morning. Okay. And and the reason why the body's putting out adrenaline uh, is not because people are in danger. I mean, that's you know, it is a fight or flight hormone, but danger is a very rare reason why the body puts out adrenaline. The, the primary function of adrenaline is to raise sugar levels for the brain. And most people do not realize that the brain actually uses more sugar than any other tissue in the body. And anytime the body detects that the brain is running out of uh, sugar, it just simply puts out adrenaline to raise glucose levels back up again. Um, now, so when the body puts out adrenaline around 2.30 in the morning, it creates stress to the body and the body responds to this by putting out cortisol. And the first thing cortisol does, it also raises glucose levels by a different process called glycogenolysis. And so now while people are lying in bed, they're putting out two hormones that raise sugar. And it, most people know, you know, when people are trying to lose weight, sugar is not the best thing that they should be um, associated with. And I am fairly well convinced that <clears throat> excess adrenaline is the number one cause of weight gain and nobody ever talks about it. You know, so people diet and exercise during the day and they can't figure out why they're not losing any weight is because they're putting weight on while they're sleeping. And that would wake anyway, you up too, right? To have that spike. So we'll get into that of, in a bit, but like sleep issues. You know, adrenaline gets people that urge to urinate. And a lot of people wake up at 2.30 in the morning and have to urinate. Wow. During the day, during the day, um, especially women, they may find that whenever they have to urinate, when they have to go, they have to go. On television, they call this an overactive bladder, but what they're experiencing is adrenaline. You know, adrenaline gets people that urge to urinate. Um, some women, while they're running to the bathroom, they they lose urine, and they call that urgency incontinence. Again, very easy to fix. Everything we're going to be talking about today is easy to fix. So I just want people not to get depressed. <laughs> while yeah. listening. Okay, okay. Well, these are really common symptoms for a lot of our listeners. So I'm sure everybody's going to be anxious to hear more about what we can do about this. But one question before we move on from the cortisol adrenaline connection, a lot of the times, like on the Dutch test, we were talking about when we see cortisol being um, high, adrenaline would also be high. But what in the, what about the cases when we see cortisol like flatlined through the day? Would adrenaline also be high in this scenario? Well, again, you know, we have to be careful. We're talking about saliva tests or blood tests. Yeah. And well, the Dutch test you know, is is urine. Oh, well, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of urine tests. I'm not a big fan of saliva tests. Um, you know, the, the the ideal thing when it comes to hormones is to treat people because you can never go wrong treating a person. You can always go wrong treating a blood test or lab or urine test or a saliva test. Um, but, but any, but the only kind of testing that I would recommend is blood testing. Um, anyway, they, that's what I feel most comfortable with. That, that's me. Okay. So if we wanted to test if our adrenaline is high, of course, like you mentioned, there's going to be a lot of symptoms that can be associated with this, which we'll get into, but you just like to test via blood. Like, is there a test for adrenaline specifically, or would it be a different marker? Well, interestingly, uh, the, the, the best test for excess adrenaline is actually a blood test for, of cortisol uh, in the morning before nine o'clock. Um, and now they have to be careful uh, and when it comes to cortisol testing and the blood, because um, they used medical students in hospitals to determine what normal levels of cortisol should be. And people have to realize that doctors have a lot of adrenaline. And these are medical students who become doctors. And so the so what they have as a normal cortisol level, they, they allow the range to go up to 19.4. 19.4 is really high when it comes to cortisol. Anything above 14 is really high. So again, um, uh, again, you just have to look at the levels that you're getting in perspective. Um, that's why I'm saying it's always best to treat people. I don't need a blood test to know if somebody has a lot of adrenaline. I, I just want to let you know that. Um, 
Cool. Thank you for clarifying that. Okay. Yeah, and I want to hear more about what you referring to when you said, you know, treating the person. <laughs> like, um, so I think we can talk about that a little bit later, but I, I probably know a little bit about what that means, but I'd love to hear more about what that looks like for you. Um, but I'm curious right now, can you share conditions you see most these days that commonly arise with excess adrenaline um, that people really aren't making connections to and those signs and symptoms to really look for? Okay, well, let me first give you the signs and symptoms. Um, people Great. that have a lot of adrenaline, it's the number one reason why people have trouble sleeping. Uh, you know, some people grind their teeth at night, some people toss and turn, they have this, something called restless leg syndrome. This is all adrenaline. Um, now, aside from sleep problems, uh, you know, anxiety, anxiety is only caused by excess adrenaline. Um, other things that people will um, manifest when they have too much adrenaline, cold hands and cold feet is caused by adrenaline. And, and the reason for that, adrenaline as a survival hormone cuts off blood supply to certain areas of the body not needed for survival. So that's where the cold hands and cold feet is not a thyroid thing, it's, it's adrenaline, even though most doctors and most people think it's a low thyroid. Um, the other thing, it cuts off blood supply to the intestines because they're not needed for survival. And that's where irritable bowel syndrome comes from. And when people have a lot of adrenaline, they almost always carry tension in the back of their neck. And this can lead to tinnitus and it can lead to headaches. Um, the, um, you know, you may have run into people that complain about migraine headaches. And what's interesting is that in my clinical experience, uh, just about every patient who thought they had migraine headaches had a different type of headache called occipital neuritis. And occipital neuritis arises from the occipital nerve sheath, which is at the base of the skull on, on each side. And when people have a lot of adrenaline and the muscle tense up and they squeeze that nerve sheath, it causes excruciating headaches. And very often these headaches shoot right into the back of the eye. Um, why it's important to differentiate that, this from a migraine headache is that migraine headaches are tough to treat. These, you know, occipital neuritis is very easy, not only to eliminate, but also to prevent. So, um, and we'll talk about how to do that later on. Um, the, so the thing, and the other thing about adrenaline, it's an anger hormone. You know, you may have heard of something called road rage. Uh, road rage is only caused by excess adrenaline. And when people are quick to anger, that's adrenaline. And they, they actually have a, a condition that women have called PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's found in about 8% of women that are menstruating. And these are the women that for eight, for about 10 days out of the month, nobody can live with them because they have severe anger issues and severe mood swings. And, you know, it, it, it's, under, it's one of these conditions that doctors don't know what causes it, and they certainly don't know, know how to get rid of it. But, but it's a condition caused by excess adrenaline. Um, it, it's, it's one of the conditions that people have that it, that people, doctors don't know the, you know, what's causing it. Uh, you may have heard of fibromyalgia. It, it's another condition caused by excess adrenaline that doctors say they don't know what causes it, and they certainly do not know how to treat it. Um, the, um, you may have heard of ADHD. ADHD is all about adrenaline. And, uh, and you can actually get rid of ADHD in 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline. And what's interesting is that the drugs that they give to children for ADHD, like Ritalin, Stratera, Adderall, if the child didn't have ADHD to begin with, the drugs would give it to them because all these drugs do, they increase adrenaline levels, which, and what it does, it numbs the brain, you know, because of just with so much adrenaline, that's why children don't like these drugs. And one of the side effects of these drugs is sudden death, but that's an acceptable side effect for our medical system is sudden death in children with drugs. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so people with adrenaline, like I say, cold hands, cold feet, tense muscles, anger, trouble sleeping, anxiety. Okay. Yeah. But there are a lot, a lot of conditions that I didn't mention that are caused by adrenaline. Okay. Your turn. I'd love, yeah, we want to hear more for sure. I want to pause and maybe ask, ask maybe a very obvious question, but I'm curious your perspective is, um, 
the root of excess adrenaline? Um, is it just, you know, daily stressors? Um, what's your, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Well, you know, it, it's true. We do live in a very stressful world, but, but when it comes to adrenaline, adrenaline, excess adrenaline is strictly genetic. Uh, in other words, if, if a person has excess adrenaline, one or both parents had the excess adrenaline. It always runs in families. Um, that means that any child that has ADHD, that means that one or both parents have ADHD. Um, and children with ADHD grow up to be adults with ADHD. It doesn't go away. However, so while we're talking about ADHD, I should mention that the most intelligent successful, creative people in the world have ADHD. ADHD is not a bad thing to have, even though you know people think it's a stigma, that think it might be a learning disorder. The whole thing about ADHD, is not, it's not a learning disorder, it's an interest disorder. Children with ADHD have no trouble focusing on things they're interested in, but if they're not interested, they will not focus. Um, but just by lowering adrenaline, um, all of a sudden they can focus on everything. I remember they already have enough, you, you know, it's the adrenaline that gives them intelligence. And adrenaline also enhances people's creativity. Um, in fact, the most successful people in the world have two different types of ADHD. Uh, I just want to let you know that. The heads of every major corporation uh, probably have two different types of ADHD and very few of them ever finish college. And yet they're their heads of corporations. Wow. That's interesting. Interesting what you said about ADHD too. I appreciate that perspective. And I also feel that, um, you know, having children of my own and the energy level, it's, I definitely appreciate what you said and also think of it as the, the boxes that we also have to fit kids into these days. And right, just to be able to, most kids don't really always function in that in the institution or don't thrive in that institutional way where everyone has to stand in a line and these certain things. So I feel like children who have these big spirits, right? They come to this world wanting to create and do all these wonderful things in the world. They have all this amazing energy and it's a lot of times being, you know, uh, shunted and, and, and put in a box and this is the way you need to behave and this is the, this is the way you need to be as a kid. And I think that can be very stifling. And, and of course it's, um, not going to, you know, it's, it's that, that sense of wanting to control, right? We have, we have that need to control um, in a way too. So anyway, that's a different perspective, but I just thought it was interesting that you shared that and I appreciate that. Um, well, you know, I, you know, just like most doctors, I, I had ADHD growing up and I used to get up and walk out of class. I had the hardest time focusing. I never opened a book until the night before an exam. It wasn't until I got into medical school that I started studying. And the reason that I started studying medical school is that I was interested in medicine, but there's nothing in high school or college I had any interest in. So that's what I'm saying. It, it's not a learning disorder. It's an interest disorder. I love that. And um, thank you for sharing so. that part of your story. I can yeah. relate. Um, so I wanted to ask, so this, there's so many sneaky things that we never would consider to be, would have considered to be associated with adrenaline dominance. So this is really cool. But I'm imagining that having excess adrenaline, being quick to anger, we're thinking of it as a hormone that's like quite stimulating, right? So that has to be tiring. So can we just touch on the connection to fatigue? Like, do you see it? Uh, like, what about chronic fatigue syndrome? Well, um, yeah, well, uh, theoretically, chronic fatigue syndrome is actually caused by a virus. I'm not sure which one, but whatever, but, uh, but. People with fibromyalgia, um, they complain about two different things. One is pain. And the pain of fibromyalgia is due to a buildup of lactic acid in the muscle tissue and in the tendons. Uh, but people, when they have a lot of adrenaline, they keep their muscle tense. Remember, it's a fight or flight hormone. And, uh, and, when you, and they keep the muscle tense 24 hours a day. And this is where the fatigue comes from. I mean, just keeping muscle tense uses up a tremendous amount of energy. Um, so again, fibromyalgia, they complain about pain and fatigue. Um, and again, um, but just by lowering adrenaline, you can actually get rid of fibromyalgia in anywhere from three days to three weeks. Um, you know, if I could go on my little soapbox for a second, uh, you know, when we talk about our medical system, people really have to understand doctors are not trained to treat the cause of illness. 
they're, they're trained to give out band-aids and they get very little if any uh training when it comes to hormones even though hormones control everything in the body doctors get very little training when it comes to hormones and as people know they get no training in nutrition so it's important for people to understand that if you know doctors are not the only answer to what's wrong with them you know that you know, people have to be proactive and they have to accept maybe alternative ways of, of getting better. Um, anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. On that note, let us tell you about our show sponsor, the Fatigue to Fabulous membership program. If you've been struggling with getting your energy back, we want you to know that affordable support is available in our Fatigue to Fabulous membership program. We invite you to step into a fully guided recovery experience the only place you'll ever have to be to finally balance out your hormones, pinpoint the underlying root issues behind your symptoms, rewire your nervous system, dial in your nutrition, supplements, and so much more. All of this via a fully stacked online hub where you also get live micro-coaching from integrative experts and the support of our amazing recovery community. If a streamlined and fully supported approach to recovery calls to you, we highly recommend you come join us in the Fatigue to Fabulous membership. You'll get instant access to a complete recovery system, and you can keep this access for as little or as long as you like. So just click through in the show notes or visit www.theadrenalrecoverycollective.com and click the pink button to get your full recovery system. So you can start getting the results you deserve as soon as possible. Now back to our show. So on that, yeah, I'd love to start, you know, for us to start talking about sort of the ways that you treat the person and the way that you address and work with your patients. And so um, what are the best ways to balance out uh, your adrenaline levels? Well, um, just, just like any other condition, when people have excess adrenaline, you have to approach it from the reason why the body is putting out adrenaline. That makes sense? Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> um, now, what makes it relatively simple is that basically there's only two reasons why the body is going to release adrenaline. One is if you're in danger, you know, it's a fight or flight hormone. But as I mentioned before, you know, danger is a very rare reason why the body releases adrenaline. Uh, unless you live in a war zone, if you live in Ukraine right now, I'm sure everybody there is li living on adrenaline. Um, tragic situation. But anyway, the um, so. So again, the primary reason why the body releases adrenaline, again, is just to raise sugar levels for the brain. Now, what this means is, is that if people provide the fuel that the brain requires, the body doesn't have to use adrenaline to do it. So that's what's entailed when, when I talk about treating the, the cause, you treat the cause by giving the brain the fuel that it needs. Now, the brain uses two different fuels. You know, one is glucose. That's the type of sugar that it uses. And the best source of glucose actually comes from vegetables. I, I hate to tell people that, but, um, you know, candy and soda sounds a lot easier. And, and candy and soda are great sources of glucose. But the problem is they're highly glycemic. What that means is they produce a lot of insulin. And insulin lowers sugar levels, so it defeats the purpose of trying to raise the glucose levels. So the thing about vegetables, you know, they all break down into glucose, you know, they're carbohydrates, uh, but they're low glycemic. They don't produce a lot of insulin. In fact, green vegetables I, I produce almost no insulin at all. At all. Uh, now, the other fuel, which is, you know, the second fuel the brain uses, which is even more important, are ketones. And I'm sure your listeners have heard of a ketogenic diet, which I, I don't recommend. And, and the reason for that, it's a very hard diet to accomplish. You know, if they want to try it, that's fine. But, uh, but you don't have to be on a ketogenic diet to get ketones. You can get ketones directly from coconut oil or something called MCT oil, medium chain triglyceride oil, uh, which is they can get off the internet or any health food store. Um, the difference is that coconut oil is a great fuel for cooking because it has a very high heat threshold. Uh, MCT oil, um, is tasteless, so they can add it to anything. A lot of people put uh, MCT oil in their coffee. They call that bulletproof coffee. Um, you know, they Friends can add wet. also a <laughs> tablespoon of butter if they want, but 
anyway, so um, yeah, so coconut oil, MCT oil, and, and vegetables for the glucose. And the only other thing they'll need uh, is something called progesterone cream. Now, most people think of progesterone as a woman's hormone, and they don't realize that men and women have the identical hormones, uh, different levels, but the same hormones. It's not a woman's hormone. Men stop making progesterone right around the age of 50. And it's after that, you know, when their progesterone level goes down is when they start getting prostate cancer. Um, and they start putting on weight around the middle because the, uh, the thing about progesterone is that it, it blocks estrogen, which is the cause of prostate cancer. Uh, and it, and progesterone also blocks insulin and adrenaline. The three most toxic hormones in the body, progesterone blocks. And, and yet most people don't know anything about progesterone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Including doctors. But anyway. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, so progesterone, um, but it has to be the right strength. The, um, what I recommend is a 5% progesterone cream. 5% means that each pump is 50 milligrams. And 50 milligrams is the exact strength you need to block adrenaline. And it is so safe, you give it to babies that have colic, you rub it on their belly, the colic goes away in about three minutes. And if mothers are curious whether or not they're gonna have a baby that has colic, babies that do a lot of kicking in the womb are the ones that wind up because that's adrenaline and colic is adrenaline. So the, the babies that do a lot of kicking are the ones that very often wind up having colic when they're born. Um, so it's so you could actually give a full strength, a full pump, fifty milligrams to uh, to a baby. And keep in mind that when when the fetus is in the womb, it gets exposed to incredibly high levels of progesterone. So you can't harm a baby with progesterone because they're used to it. Um, okay, so uh, so progesterone and and MCT oil and vegetables and you can manage adrenaline all by yourself uh, at home. So that's, that's fascinating, especially like you were mentioning earlier that adrenaline dominance is almost always a genetic thing, right? So always this, so for those of us who tend to be <laughs> adrenaline dominant, Angela and myself, I guess we can relate. Um, these simple lifestyle suggestions that you're making can really make a big difference along with the bioidentical progesterone. Um, yes, it can change your life. Actually. Uh, you, you, both of you are creative type individuals. And the thing about creative people, creative people actually have the most adrenaline. Um, you may have heard of women that vomit throughout their entire pregnancy. You only see that in creative type women and that's caused by adrenaline. Um, you know, they call it hyperemesis gravidarum. Uh, you may have heard of bedwetting in children. You only see bedwetting in creative type children, again, because they have the most adrenaline. And you can get, actually can get rid of bedwetting in 24 hours. You know, some kids deal with it for years. Um, but again, it, it's just a matter of treating the cause. Wow. You can get rid of ADHD in 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline. Okay. So how do we get our paws on progesterone cream? Is this, um, is it legal to buy over the, like over the counter or do you need a prescription? Well, you can either get it by prescription from a compounding pharmacy, or you can actually go to my website and get a therapeutic 5% strength, uh, www.platwellness.com. 
we have two different types of progestin cream, one with oil of lavender, one without, but they're, equal, but they're both equally effective. Um, you know, I've, I've written a, a book called Adrenaline Dominance. Just to give you an idea, it's the only book that's ever been written that talks about the clinical consequences of too much adrenaline. I mean, nobody ever talks about, you know, people don't appreciate the cause, you know, why, how important it is to, to approach illness from the cause. Uh, you know, they have functional medicine doctors who know nothing about, unfortunately, know nothing about adrenaline, even though that's a cause of so many conditions, um, you know, bipolar disorders, um, it's caused by adrenaline. Even um, separation anxiety in dogs is caused by adrenaline. And you can treat that with progestin cream applied inside the ear. It goes away in about one minute. Um, anyway, just for those dog lovers. <laughs> Would you use a different your... dose for animals, probably? Well, you, you can't. You can't um, what's nice about progesterone, you cannot overdose on it. So, you know, whatever seems to work for the dog is fine. Um, you can't hurt them with it. Okay. Cause I, I was going to ask, like, we were curious if there's any cases where it's not recommended. I'm sorry. That... We, we were curious if there's any situations where you wouldn't recommend yes, um, using there is. progesterone. There is. Um, have you ever heard the term type three diabetes? You've yeah. heard type one, you've heard type two, but there's also a type three diabetes. And type three diabetes, the other name for it is insulin resistance in the brain. And what that means is, is that the insulin in the brain has a real hard time getting glucose into the brain cells. And, um, and why it's important to know that you might have what's called type three diabetes, it's probably the number one precursor to Alzheimer's disease. And the whole thing about Alzheimer's, it's a disease of prevention. You know, if you know you're going to get it, you can prevent it. Um, the, um, so what happens with progesterone, one of the benefits of progesterone is that it, it creates some degree of what's called insulin resistance. Now, this is a benefit because it prevents people from getting sleepy in the afternoon when insulin peaks, prevents people from getting sleepy after eating. It prevents people from getting sleepy when they're driving. So these are all good things. But if somebody already has insulin resistance in the brain to begin with, and they use progesterone, immediately there's a, a sudden outpour, outpouring of adrenaline, again, because the body recognizes even harder now to get um, glucose into the brain cells. Um, so, so if somebody was to use progesterone and all, and all of a sudden uh, get very tense or anxious and have anxiety and palpitations and, you know, another feel like they have a sudden outpouring of adrenaline, they have problems with insulin resistance in the brain. Now, sometimes that can be caused just by the fact that they don't have any fuel in the brain. Um, you know, they don't eat vegetables, they don't use coconut oil, <laughs> so in that case, what they would need to do is just start adding those into their meal plan and then retrying the progesterone. But, um, but they don't have a test for type three diabetes. But a test could be using progesterone. And if they get that kind of reaction, then whatever. And then once you know that you, you have type 3 diabetes, then you just add a lot of MCT oil into your meal plan to prevent you from becoming uh, somebody with Alzheimer's. Okay, fascinating. You, may have, you actually may have heard that some people with Alzheimer's have been, have been cured by, with coconut oil. Uh, but the reason for that is that the coconut oil is converting into ketones and helping. So, very cool. Okay, definitely going to be adding an extra squirt of my MCTs into my coffees this week. Okay. <laughs> but um, coming back to the progesterone and the side, you mentioned a couple of the side effects, and these are really common with a lot of our listeners. So, really, we're grateful for you highlighting them. Um, what about like insomnia? Same thing, because I know um, some people try supplementing or doing the bioidentical progesterone. That's one of the symptoms that we hear about is that, like all of a sudden they're having trouble sleeping. Well, um, again, they may not be using the, the, the full strength, um, the 5%, you know, because most over-the-counter progesterones are 2% or less. In fact, almost all, 99% of them are. Um, 
So number one, they may not be using the full strength or number two, um, they may have some degree of insulin resistance because they don't, they're not using vegetables and coconut oil and MCT oil, and they're getting a little bit of insulin resistance and that will cause the body to put out more adrenaline. So that's, it's another reason why that can happen. Um, but from a safety standpoint, progesterone is, is pretty safe, really is. Um, now, again, people have to be careful where they're putting it. Um, you know, uh, they want it in the bloodstream. So they want to put the progesterone cream where, where the skin is thin. And the forearms, uh, not only is the skin thin, but there's a good blood supply, you know, on the forearms. So they would put a pump on their forearm and then rub the two arms together. Uh, the back of the neck is another excellent place to put it, especially if they have tension there. Uh, upper chest they can use because um, the skin is thin and there's a good blood supply. Um, and that's about it. You know, um, you want to avoid the abdomen. And you don't want to put it over fatty tissue because it'll go into the fatty tissue. Um. Very helpful. Thank you. Okay. So um, if a person, you mentioned earlier how you wouldn't necessarily, you don't necessarily need to even blood test. You said the best way to, to see if you have um, dominance is to, um, is to do a blood test. And you said, but you don't even necessarily have to do a test. So if, if let's just say a patient comes to you, um, how do you normally navigate that? Is it maybe just first um, listing out their different symptoms and then from there you can tell, or do you always kind of confirm with a, with a blood test? Um, and then, yeah, that would be my first question. The 90% uh, of a diagnosis is sitting down talking to a patient, 90%. Um, the, you know, I had a gentleman that came in to see me a number of years ago and he was 47. And the reason why he came to see me is that every morning he would wake up and vomit. Um, and um, the only thing that'll cause that kind of vomiting is adrenaline. There's nothing else that'll cause that kind of vomiting. And he had severe fibromyalgia, severe. And so I put, some progesterone cream on his arms and we started talking. And after about five minutes, five minutes after I put the progesterone on his arm, he sat back in his chair and he looked at me and he said, doc, in my entire life, I have never felt this good. And so that's how quickly, you know, blocking adrenaline can cause somebody to feel better. And it's very rewarding to get people to feel better. You know, very, doctors very rarely see it, but it, you know, it, it's one of the few perks of being a doctor is to get somebody to feel better. Um, and the only way you can get people to feel better is to treat the reason why they don't feel better. And, um, you know, I, I keep on stressing that, that the only way you can cure somebody is to treat the cause of their problem. And doctors are not trained to treat the cause of illness, unfortunately. Um, right. Okay. The, um, so anyway, so I don't know if I answered your question just then, but, um, but like I say, when, when somebody comes in, it, it's not difficult to know if somebody has a lot of adrenaline, it, you know, they, they have, you know, you know, sleep issues, anger issues, um, you know, and anxiety, you know, is only caused by adrenaline. Um, but like I say, and the other thing is that, you know, creative people, um, you know, I mentioned have the most adrenaline and, you know, and I, I mentioned early before when it comes to cortisol and adrenaline, they're both raising sugar levels. So it's not, it's like I say, the number one cause of weight gain. I mean, look how many people are fighting weight all the time and creative people, especially creative people, uh, are the ones that, um, have weight issues and, and people get into drugs and alcohol you know, just to relax, you know, it's probably the number one cause of addiction is adrenaline. Um, I'm just saying it's just, and okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. So is it, so you sell this on your website. Do you ship it across the States? Is it available in Canada as well? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you say Canada? Yeah. We, we, we send progesterone to Canada. We don't send it as progesterone cream because Canada won't let it in. Okay, that's we what I was wondering. It, we, yeah, we send it as a body cream. Okay. Okay, and so it is safe for people to just go on your website and buy it, right? Or would you recommend they, they, you. They, they have a consultation with someone like you? I, well, I, I never discourage people from talking to their doctor. Um, and, um, and I'm, I'm available to answer questions all the time. I, I even have a hormone evaluation thing on my website, but, um, but like I say, it's not hard to find, you know, to realize that somebody has a lot of adrenaline. It, um, yeah. Makes you have sense. to trust me on this. Yeah. <laughs> I could see. Okay. So, yeah, that's great. So as far as it sounds like with your patients, um, you're see, you see results actually fairly quickly from some of the examples that you've given. Um, would you say that's, that's pretty um, consistent across the board? Or uh, do, you said you had, there's a protocol, I believe, that you have. So um, can you tell us a little bit about, you talked about the leggies and the MCT and the progesterone. Um, and I'm just curious as far as thinking about those things, like if someone just like, okay, well, I'm going to do what he said there and I'm going to take these three things and I'm going to implement them. <laughs> um, you know, is it that quick results and does it matter if, you know, the rest of the day they're drinking soda and coffee and, <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm just, just wanted to kind of touch on, um, what your other other pieces maybe of your protocol, how quickly it takes. So I'm kind of merging several questions in one. So you just take, take with it what you want. You know, well, first of all, if somebody has a lot of adrenaline and they start using progesterone cream, literally within a few minutes, they feel much more relaxed and they'll, uh, and they'll be able to focus better. Uh, you know, when people have a lot of adrenaline, the mind goes so quickly, it's hard to focus unless they're interested in something. Uh, but once you lower the adrenaline, then they can focus on everything. Um, and so that, that's something that they, they experience right away. They should be able to start sleeping. If they're eating correctly and using progesterone, they should be able to start sleeping better right away. Um, now, road rage can go away in 24 hours. You know, um, and I don't know if, you know, there seems to be a lot more road rage nowadays anyway. Um, right. <laughs> well, we have shorter fuses, I think. We are, we are very impatient these days, I feel like, with just technology. <laughs> we have everything at, instantly at our fingertips. But yeah. Yes. But, yeah, but even, you know, uh, this whole thing about COVID has created a lot of anxiety for people also. You know, anxiety is pretty rampant nowadays. Um, but it certainly is. Yeah. yeah, but you know, progesterone is a natural antidepressant. It's a feel-good hormone. Uh, and also for women, you know, not only will it help with their adrenaline and their insulin, but you remember blocks estrogen, so it can get rid of cramps and PMS, and you know, and look at all the women that are on birth control pills. Um, when women are on birth control pills, they they stop ovulating, which means they stop making progesterone. And progesterone is the most important hormone in a woman's body. And, and, and doctors take that away from them when they, they put them on birth control pills. So they wind up with fibroids and endometriosis and polycystic ovaries. And, you know, I'm just saying um, people yeah. have to be really careful about what they're doing to themselves. Yeah, it's um, really tough. Been, a lot of people come to us and the choices that they're getting from their doctor that they don't feel well, it's like either birth control or antidepressants. And, you know, a lot of people aren't, aren't willing to do that, or maybe they've, they're trying those things, but they aren't working for them. And so, yeah, you're well, preaching to the choir here. We understand we, and we love that work that you're doing in the world because this information is really important. Um, Dr. Michael, I'd love to come back to something you mentioned earlier, uh, okay. the prostate cancer. I was wondering, cause don't they normally like, isn't there treatments to block testosterone? Like I I'm, 
you mentioning the estrogen thing is new to me. I'm, and I'm no, by no means an expert in this, but I've heard of treatments where they're blocking the testosterone. Um, but you had mentioned the estrogen and the progesterone. So I was just curious. You know, in Europe, they actually use testosterone to treat prostate cancer. Um, the thing about testosterone, it does downregulate into estradiol. And estradiol is one of the three natural estrogens. It's my least favorite hormone. Um, most men, if they live long enough, will have prostate cancer. But what men should really realize that only 7% of prostate cancer is the kind that spread. So 93% of men will die with, with prostate cancer uh, instead of from it. And, and I all, you know, and, and personally, I, I try to caution men to, to avoid having prostate biopsies. Uh, when they do a biopsy, they actually do 12 to 24 sticks, you know, where they put the needle into the prostate 12 to 24 times. Wonderful example of, of how the prostate cancer can get right into the bloodstream and spread. So, so I, I do not recommend biopsies, but that's my own feeling. Um, but, um, the, you know, there's a blood test that everybody's heard of called the PSA, but there's also another test called the free PSA test. And when the level is low on a free PSA test, it's a pretty good indication that there's probably a cancer there. So, um, so once you know that you might have cancer, you know, the, the whole approach now is to try to prevent it from spreading. And they have all sorts of supplements that can help, you know, prevent the spread of, of prostate cancer. So anyway, I don't recommend prostate cancer, <laughs> but there are different ways of approaching it. So, Thank you. Yeah, that's now, interesting. What's nice, but again, now the thing about progesterone is that it, uh, it blocks estrogen, which is the, which is the cause of prostate cancer. Um, so I just want to let you know that. And, you know, and estro estradiol causes six different cancers in women, you know, including breast cancer. So progesterone is, a, you know, prevents every cancer that estrogen causes. So again, progesterone is an incredibly important hormone for both men and women. Um, and one more caution while, while we're talking, uh, they have an oral progesterone called prometrium. Women have to be very careful about oral progesterone because, because it goes orally, it goes through the GI tract, which means it, it stops, stops off the liver before anywhere else. And the liver converts it into a different hormone called allopregnanolone. Uh, this is why they give it, it's, you know, have women take the pill at, at bedtime because it has a side effect of making you sleepy. But oral progesterone converts into a different hormone. They're not getting progesterone. So just one people to be aware of that. And yet that's the number one progesterone that's, that's prescribed nowadays is oral progesterone. Um, I just want to let you know that, okay. Thank you for sharing. Um, a lot of this is new, probably new for um, our audience or for, and for us, we're learning a lot here. So thank you for sharing all of your wisdom today. And um, is there anything else that you, um, want to share with our listeners before we close today? Wow. Um, I, I just want people to understand that they really have to become proactive when it comes to their health. <clears throat> they can't rely on a medical system that is controlled by drug companies that has no interest in their being healthy. And they have to be aware of that. I, you know, you know, drug companies control what doctors learn in medical school. They, they control the medical boards. They control the FDA. They control everything. And, and, and the whole medical system thrives on disease and illness. It does not thrive on wellness. So that's what I'm saying, that people have to become more aware that there are alternative approaches to health. And nutrition is so incredibly important. Um, anyway, so... What can I say? Thank you. I appreciate that. And um, I, we agree. Being proactive and 
being your own advocate and knowing that there's other solutions out there. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things that why we're so passionate about what we do is knowing that there, there are other answers. It's not just go to, you know, um, this is my life. This is how it's going to be. I have this condition and I'm doomed <laughs> to feel this way for the rest of my life. So we really appreciate, um, again, your um, perspective and your um, all that you have um, learned and, sh and sharing with us today about um, what you do in your practice. It's uh, very helpful um, and eye-opening. So um, I think we just love to be able to tell our listeners before we end where they can find you. Well, um, my again, my website is www.platwellness.com www, I guess, dot, uh, platwellness.com. And, um, and if they call the office number, usually it'll go straight through to my, um, to my cell phone. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Um, you know, I think my, um, if people are interested, I, I think they're offering a, a promo code if they go to my website and order something and it's called adrenal 10, they get 10% off. Oh, amazing. Thank you. Uh, and I will definitely, we'll have everything linked in the show notes for people as well for easy access. So if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> it's in the caption and on the podcast, it's in the notes. Wow. <laughs> okay. Now, do you guys have any questions? just gave a lot to you so <laughs> I think we're full and we're just in, um, appreciating all that you shared with us and our audience today so yeah and um, I, I would encourage our listeners if they have any follow-up questions to definitely let us know at the adrenal recovery collective and um, you know Dr. Michael I think you're just a wealth of information and I think that this has been such an insightful chat kind of a different angle than what we've had here on the podcast before and I think um, it's going to be really valuable for our listeners so if if they have some questions maybe we could do a part two down the road um, and see what they'd like to hear more of from you that so will open that'd up be, the floor I've, to them yeah I would enjoy that if they you know they have questions I'd be glad they, yeah that's fine perfect okay well thank you so much for being here with us well, it's been my pleasure Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today for another episode of the Adrenal Fatigue Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and don't forget to like and subscribe if you did. And if you know somebody who's struggling with adrenal fatigue or the effects of hormonal imbalance or just chronic stress in general, share this resource with them. To learn more about the Adrenal Recovery Collective, visit www.theadrenalrecoverycollective.com or search the same name on Facebook.